Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Really, Douglas? We are in Baku, and we get a lovely David Arnold score, don't we? And uh, we get a gorgeous shot of the BMW... Slightly modified from the the ones, of course. In well, it was more of a family saloon, wasn't it? In Tomorrow Never Dies, but here we're back <laughs> to the sort of sports car. Don't know how he got it there. Just yeah, the, just yeah Richard, Tomorrow Never over. Dies. It was the ideal choice for a, a weekend away to a local travel lodge. It was. Avis rent a car. It was all yeah, very realistic. <laughs> very Avis. Yeah. yeah. But this one's gorgeous and. Um, the the David Arnold score how it it has those little well not quite Arabic because it's you're in that area aren't you with the like mm-hmm. little echoed uh, Spanish guitars those type things and then it goes into the Bond theme and it's just superb little gorgeous. yeah little plants as well Matt I know you like your plants in terms of the script you get a little shot of the tree cutting helicopters oh yeah Bond's like, oh what are they yeah it's it's crucial that that you see them because otherwise. Um, <laughs> otherwise, when they come up later, you'll be a bit like, "Oh, that's a bit, it's a bit odd." You know, I, won't, I might not question it, but the fact that you've seen them already, you know, yeah. it marries it up. So you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I remember." Because they're quite weird things, aren't they? Yeah, it felt like as soon as I saw that shot of them chopping, and then they do a close-up of the chopping, I was like. Mm. Well, that's going to be coming back later. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. You don't get much more yeah. sort of Bond device that he needs to escape from than <laughs> yeah. the great big chopper thing. <laughs> it's quite it's quite inventive, though, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I love that when you can when they think of something that you've never seen before. Yeah. You're just looking and go, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I, I should add though that it wasn't with a chagrin that I was like, oh, that'll come back. It was like, oh, I hope they come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to be seeing some of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just didn't know it would be involving a scene with Robbie Coltrane. Oh, <laughs> the slowest running away from. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Hang on a minute. <laughs> but I do like how they're of practical use, aren't they, to cut trees? And of course, they're going to be for the sinister motive as well later on, which is very crisp. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, <laughs> like the, their success rate is not high. <laughs> it's very poor, isn't it? Quality, yeah. Very poor. <laughs> there are better things you could use, but um, you know. <laughs> Did you know that the exteriors of the oil refinery control centre were shot at the Motorola building in Swindon? Like, <laughs> I really had to say I've that. Seen them before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flavour of James Bond. Love <laughs> yeah, Swin. Swindon, Swindon lot. Swindon lot. Slugs. John off, we get David off at this stage. Uh, yeah. Quite an interesting character. Bless Play, him. Played by... I can't even remember now. I'm not even sure. Who cares? Yeah, he was that. He was, he was that insignificant. I'm so sorry. But he had <laughs> a trading card for himself, though, didn't he? Or yeah. a poster, at least. A character poster. Yeah. He's... Yeah. He would do it these days, wouldn't he? Well, anyone would. I mean, but if Elvis got one, <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't. Oh. If Elvis got, if Elvis got one, my cousin should have one. Yeah, she should. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So he's Davidoff is the chief of security. Yeah, actually, I'd, uh, this is hilarious. I've written, I haven't written down the actor's name, but I've written down what he's in. He's, he's Danish. That's all I've put down. His his film debut was the film Night Watch. No. Not the Brosnan, sadly not the Brosnan mm. film. Um, <laughs> he also played, this is very John, I'm sure, Dr. Hans Shugarten in Mike Bassett's English <laughs> <manager. laughs> uh, Ulrich Thompson. That's it, that's it, Rob. Brilliant. Classic Danish name, yeah. <laughs> it is, Tom Sen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom's Omi Omid as well just gets a casual cameo, doesn't he? He's, he was in these things in 1999, he was in this and The Phantom Menace, wasn't he? Just casually. Uh, the yeah. Mummy as well. Yeah. Oh, The Mummy, yeah, of course. Yeah. Late yeah. 90s. And then Glad- Gladiator the year later. Do you? Yeah. Man, what is this about? It's a good little run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a British Iranian retired from film. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do any more. <laughs> <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, Absolutely. it's almost yeah. akin to um, to Jim Carrey's run in you know ninety four and ninety five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two great nineties comic runs. Yeah, <laughs> Carrey and Joe One, Lilly. <laughs> one's an actor who does comedy roles. The other's a comedian who does very serious, you know, dialogue. <laughs> Not a hint of comedy in this. I don't know. Bit of exposition. I can't remember, but it's. It's quite a crisp. There is a bit of comedy later. Well, there is, yeah. But finally, now we get the entrance of the, well, the, the, pretty much the main character apart from Bond in the film, Electra. Almost like a Michael Jackson entrance in the the helicopter. You know, there's an absolute f- furore, isn't there? Of <laughs> wow, she's here and everybody's like surrounding her, queuing up for autographs. Um, we get. <laughs> I'm sure. Does that not enter your head? I would have thought. Yeah, right? yeah. It's just <laughs> announcing a 15-night run at a Baku yeah. casino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Final curtain call. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, but it's quite a good, another good way to introduce it. I know we saw her before at the funeral, and Colin Simon didn't really know who she was, but I think everybody in her... One of her home countries knows who knows she is, and we also just briefly see Gabor, one of the not quite henchmen who didn't really make much of an impression in our forthcoming um, henchman episode. But see, he's got a lovely hair, hasn't he? 
I think he's a really good-looking presence, actually. I think he, he, cinematically, he looks the part, doesn't he? Being a bit of a 90s fanboy, I was buzzing when Gabor turned up because I knew him as Vulcan from Gladiators. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yes! Oh, really? Wow, I didn't know that. So, that's where so, you recognise him from. Yeah. And basically, Vulcan at the time, Gladiators was just jumping the shark, and they brought Vulcan in to be the Wolfman's like bad boy number two. Oh. And so when he turned up in the world is not enough, I'm just like, this is brilliant, you know. <laughs> and, and one, <laughs> another one of the things, yeah. one yeah. of the things I have with this film is that whilst we've got a really serious thing going on with uh, Sophie Marceau and all the rest of it. Some of the casting of some of the smaller roles is just so absurd. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it's basically like we'll just pick who's in OK Magazine of, like, yeah, yeah. of pop culture and we'll just put them in. And yet it works so well. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. I, I'm I'm going to defend it to the to the hills. I Gabor is useless, like Davidoff. Would I change them? Not for a second. <laughs> I, I love how embedded the phrase Davidoff is in pop culture that you immediately think of. You know, perhaps you know, like Adonis is emerging from the well, sea in a fragrance advert, and nothing matches we, up with what we're. Surely doing. we should be thinking about Sawyer from Lost. You know, clear exactly, water by Davidoff. Yeah. Yeah. What on earth what are you doing this guy? Chicago town. <laughs> well, we're just on um, on uh, that sort of. Lilt, can I just slightly segue to a little story? Uh, the oh. um, I was at a, a book festival and I was introduced to an author and I, you know, shook hands. Very nice guy, very um, tall but quite, you know, like gentle-hearted, lovely to chat to. And I was like, where the heck do I know this guy from? And it was the gladiator, <laughs> gladiator Trojan. Oh. I was introduced oh. to him as Mark, but Trojan now writes crime books. Brilliant! Oh my, brilliant! Word. Yeah, seriously. Stunning man as well. Well, Chicago town deep dish. Was it him? (laughs) I think it was Trojan when they made uh, like a a live action Action Man series, or they tried to. Oh yeah. It was it was Trojan who was uh, who was cast. Was it? Yeah, I've never seen any footage of it, but I just remember that. I I only found out he was Trojan after I'd spoke to Mark for fifteen minutes. So, (laughs) but looking at him like. I do know you. I just don't know where. And you don't want to go like, where? Come on, mate. Where is it? How do we know each other? You know, like that kind of thing. This is outstanding. But yeah, yeah. So I sorry. He might have been married. I think he might have been married to Ulrika Johnson at one point. Better, better fact check these things, haven't we? Really. <laughs> so, someone, someone, Google that now. No. Um, <laughs> so yes, we're we're in this sort of gorgeous cave type area. And there's like a church with a crisp priest or something. I'd, yeah. I can't remember what math can you, do you so, know. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think <laughs> the uh, the idea is that um, the pipeline is supposed to be going. If it was to go in like a straight line, be constructed in a straight line, they'd have to knock the church down. But because Electra is a person of the people, you know, she she cares for the culture, she cares for the history, and therefore she says, even though it will cost millions, build it around it rather than knocking the church down, and it, you know. It, it it gives her it gives a bit of characterisation to her. I didn't get that. I'm sorry. I've... Yeah, that's what this was about. I, I, I that's what I understood it to. Yeah, be. yeah. John, yeah. you must know. I mean, I, I I picked up on that. Love it. It's all good. good. Another string <laughs> to Electra's bow. Yeah. <laughs> At this stage, could, could could have done this on the phone, surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
She wanted to be with her people. Yeah. <laughs> my pipeline. My people. My pipeline. My legacy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get the first Bond, James Bond. I, I don't know whether, I can't remember if it was pronounced like that, but that that's just Brosnan <laughs> saying Bond, James Bond. <laughs> It's, is it? Is it? Yeah, it is the first one, isn't it? Because he does it a couple of times in this, doesn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. there's the awkward one a little bit later. Yeah. yeah with the biggest, the biggest Bond. gap between anyone. James Bond. <laughs> yeah. It's American. <laughs> if it was one of us, like you know, like you know, it's Rob. Oh, there's massive noise. Parker. Yeah. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm so apologetic. Like I'm. We were talking just before, um, after we had our little break, I was talking to John about, you know, being, John openly says he's a twine apologist. And I think after watching it again, I think I am as well. I can't really, <laughs> like, I'm like, yes. I don't really have much bad I want to talk about here because this is possibly the last time that I saw a Bond that I recognised being James Bond. And I think there's really load of Bond moments in this film. So I'm very oh, yeah. forgiving of quite a bit here now. Yes, Rob. He's yeah, full of swagger. He is. Oh, he is. He well, is. speaking of which, the way that he grabbed those skis and sticks them, he, he, he's looking gorgeous, Bond, in his like grey, oh, greyish yeah. suit, as he Super. looks gorgeous throughout throughout his life. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the way he cockily grab, grabs those skis and like puts them on his shoulder is so. Yeah, the guy's got such a cool. He's a legend. He yeah. Oh, he really is. He's he's awesome. Awesome. Now check your pipeline. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he sort of we have this conversation between the two of them then when they get to know each other did anyone find it it was slightly distracting how there was a massive crowd it was really loud outside and then suddenly for the conversation the sound of the crowd behind us completely went down and it was just like yeah right. but they're all still waving their arms and shouting yeah yeah like this yeah. <laughs> but that happens in film it's just it's fine magic of cinema yeah. magic yeah. of cinema just going on that point about that dialogue there's a deleted scene about ah. them driving through the pipeline and they talk about this um they talk about go deeper into cool. the history of the pipeline and i mean it rings out some really strong political references it talks about hitler it, it, it goes into like old <laughs> historical figures it's really like a, it's 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 quite it's i mean apted apted says on the deleted scenes he took it out just for the pacing issue but some of the actual dialogue is by far some of Purvis and Wade's most cultured stuff. I mean, um, he obviously, they were robbed, that's it. Let's continue to uh, go to the, the next bit, which obviously is the ski scene, which is just an assortment of Purvis and Wade one-liners. Well, it, isn't it, after that, I, yeah. I just, just go before that, there's a few little lines I've written down in the conversation they're having uh, between Bond and Electra. Have you ever lost a loved one? So... Is that a hint that, you know, that Bond has lost his wife? Did you get that? Or is it a hint that he lost Della from... Like, Della! Yeah. <laughs> it's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my wife? Oh, oh yeah. Where's my... <laughs> really not funny. So. Uh, the man is dying, you know. <laughs> Did you like the little map as well? A bit like go. It's a bit like Orlov's map, isn't it? In Octopussy, of 
bad countries and sort of these are <laughs> places we need to avoid oh, no. the terrorist area. We can't we can't go to the terrorist countries. I, I mean, we're, we're not at the worst part of exposition in this film, but there is some great sort of, you know, like this is what's happening dialogue yeah. going on here. Um, I'd have loved to have heard some of that political stuff, though. Yeah, I? that's interesting. Rob, it's, really it's on your Blu-ray. It's on your Blu-ray. Is it? <laughs> so... If you go on the additional bits or the special features, all the deleted scenes are on there. Is it? Because oh, yeah. I find it, I have to be honest, I find it quite hard to navigate the recent Blu rays because of things like initiate mission and search mission <laughs> and mission oh, and yeah. objectives and stuff like that. I don't know what any of the, just, to, I, what are these? Too much of a good thing. I just want to stay in my living room. Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell yeah. me what. Watch tell me them. how I can look at John Glenn talking about vampires <laughs> in John Barrett's latest <laughs> That's what oh. I mean. <laughs> oh, no we haven't really talked about Sophie Marceau herself, the the actress. Did, did you know she was a, a classically trained cellist? Oh. Strings to Marceau's bow, look quite the <laughs> Just when you, you know, there you go. what a woman, and then you know you find out that as well. Good grief! She, Rob, I think Rob actually might like this one especially. John definitely will. Do you know who her partner was for seven years? Oh yeah, it was after this, I think. Go, yeah, go on, John. Oh, hang on, hang on, no, I think I've got the wrong person. I was going to say Vincent Cassell, that's, but that's uh, yeah, Monica yeah. Bellucci, isn't it? It is, yeah. Right, so no, no, I'm it sorry, I've lost it. Then go on. It's the the classically trained French actor Christophe Lambert. Ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So there you go. Ian Astley lookalike. <laughs> 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 Such in joke material. Um, Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> to be honest, she's. I think she. This was like her. Apart from Braveheart, this was like her main international Hollywood film, wasn't it? She mainly does French uh, European cinema, and really only only became properly well known in the thirties. So there's like loads of stuff she did in the twenties, knocking about there. More arty fare, obviously, because it's French. It must be. And she's not really. <laughs> I don't know. She's done. She's done the odd film since, but not an awful lot. Not enough. Like, I, her last credit was 2015, so I don't know whether she's lost interest or not. Shame. That's fascinating. I didn't know that at all. I, mm. I thought she bought. Um, this is a you know, Electra is one of the more ambitious Bond women Definitely. roles that there has been in the entire franchise. Um, Absolutely. Particularly in terms of the um, well, the Stockholm syndrome stuff is very very ambitious. But I think oh. Marceau does it with ease. To be honest, I think yeah. I think she's fabulous. Yeah. No, uh, I buy everything she says and does about this. The duplicity, uh, the serpentine nature of her character, um, the way she can turn on a sixpence um, and manipulate men in the way that she does. I buy every bit of it. But I also think she brings out the best yeah. in Brosnan in this. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got a very difficult thing to do to actually buy into a man, into Bond, falling for a woman. Because yes. Bond very rarely falls for women. He, he, he throughout the series, there's not many that you think he's actually got deep loving feelings for, and it takes a lot to actually mm. buy into that. And then the twist comes, and it not ruin the film. It actually enhances the yeah, film. Yeah. And I think I, I actually think that um, I think it's great script writing. No, I can't believe I've just good. said it's that. Really good. Good. <laughs> I, I, Bruce uh, I think it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Well done, Bruce. Uh, I think it's brilliant direction, and I think credit to Sophie Marceau because I. Yeah. I well, I'm going to be. I'm going to be honest with you. Sophie Marceau comes in at number three of my James Bond villains. Oh my word! Yeah. We need yeah. to. Dis- we need. Whoa! There's a heck of a lot to chew out though, with her, isn't there? In terms of a character, she's 
Yeah, she's she get, well, well believable. It's an unusual one because uh, okay, we'll go. We'll be going on to Christmas Jones later, and I'm not going to say my opinion yet. But it's commonly known, isn't it, that oh, we, she was miscast. Everyone says she was miscast. If you even if you think that's true, no one really says how well cast Sophie Marceau is in this film. You don't. I don't think you hear enough of it because she's got to be someone like you say who the audience must think, wow, she's so alluring, and she really is. But also be believable when it comes to the 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 actually she's pretty evil deep down and vengeful mm. and to get somebody who well she's she's french she's not she's not english she's not done that many english language films it's a pretty big role for her really isn't it yeah but i I, I think she she um her investment in this pays dividends to the film itself because uh, you know it gives it its the stakes, you know. Because I, to be honest, I haven't got a clue what the stakes in this film are. Oh, it's far too complicated. Don't matter. But all I know is that Sophie Marceau is really bad, and she wants to kill M by the end, and she also wants to screw James Bond head mm. off. Not like that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> fair play to this to the to the writing because she is brilliant to hear John say that she's in the top, uh, that she's in your top three Bond villain. But in terms of just characters in, in Bond films, she's she's brilliant. I mean, every scene she's in, she you know she's almost the main thing in that scene. I remember hearing that she'd been cast, and you know I was I was quite young, and I do remember. I mean, I shouldn't have watched Braveheart, but I had watched it. <laughs> um, obviously, that that role, I think she's brilliant in Braveheart. But in in that film, she's completely almost innocent, and she's you know everyone else is being awful. She's the victim, her. isn't she? Yeah, she is, yeah. I remember thinking at the time, like, wow, she's almost impossibly beautiful. I remember, I remember thinking that. But then, you know, this is a different because she, she, in in this, she, you're right. She has that alluring, still to say that word, quality to her. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you definitely believe that that even Bond would find himself yeah. falling for her, even though there's one or two things he can't just quite put his finger on, or he can't quite, mm-hmm. you know work her out or feel completely at ease with her and then you know the the way that you know basically any any man will will almost do a bidding um and you completely believe that and yeah I, I think it's a brilliant character and superbly cast superbly played by Sophie Marceau and you need Brosnan don't you to be at his A game which he is to to make her character work absolutely yeah yeah I think also in many scenes in this Brosnan's at his best in the franchise as well. And I think she it's his best performance, John. hundred uh, percent. It's it's quite it's quite well known that he went to the producers and said that he wanted to get a bit more to chew on in the role. He wanted to really push through, and I think it is his best performance. It's, it's his most emotional performance. There's a lot to love. I mean, like we'll get onto it after. You can make video amongst video about how many times he touches his face or how many times he makes a funny noise throughout this but he's great in it he's superb and he just he just oozes bond in it as well that's that's the other great really thing does. about it he really does yeah total agreement even though he's falling in love with her you don't ever think though he's oh he's, he's going to be a useless agent now and that's oh, no. he's going to forget about no, no. that he's not going to run off into the sunset like somebody else did recently in a bond film anyway carry on uh, crucially, though, in this, he spots Electra's duplicity early on. He shows that his own metal, and um, you buy into his qualities and heroism yeah. because of that. Um, and he's obviously—I mean, again—you get the impression that he's—he's he's quite obviously doing this for Queen and Country. 
You know, like there's no other ulterior ulterior motive mm, for him here, right. is there? And he is doing this for the greater good, even though it means he might get a little sexy time out of it. Yeah, he might as well. But there's, there is that, of course, there is that scene where, you know, after they first get intimate, Electra and, and Bond, where they're on the bed and, and it, they do that sort of crossfade thing of you know suggesting time as passing while they're in bed and talking to each other in in a state of undress and real intimacy and um yeah it adds that idea i didn't it's funny i can't was it john was it you or was it you matt that mentioned that bond was in love with or falling in love with electra i I, I yeah i mean maybe maybe that's being a bit over the but you know i don't know i think he was really enamored with her yes yeah i don't know yeah that's that's yeah. a better way of putting it, man. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, if I said falling in love, I wouldn't go that far. I still think personally the only two relationships I buy falling in love are Tracy and Vesper. But um but it's more than just something on the side. It's and I think it's the vulnerability. I think you you see beforehand when he was watching the video of her being yeah. kidnapped on the news and all that, and he's touching the screen. Yeah. You can tell it's, it might be harking back to Tracy. Going back to your point, Tom, about um, about do you think that that was a reference to One of Majesties when he says, "Have you ever lost someone?" That whole harking back to going for the vulnerable, tragic lady. The, there is definitely that feeling in it there, and that would mean that did she she sort of done a homework on Bond because she knows she's he's coming. He's he know she knows that wow. he had a wife, and that's the only possible weakness you could have for him. And she wants to, not well, use it as a weakness in the and make herself more endearing to him, so that her plan works. Because she might as well sort of seduce him so that he's thrown off. Because he's effectively been sent to snuff out whoever is doing this, presuming it's Renard or someone with him. So she's got to whiff him off the scent, hasn't she? And the best way she can do that is by making herself more attractive to him. She's also got the greatest hair of anyone in the history of the world. Did you say? <laughs> I felt I, I I did feel like at times while I was watching like she looks like you know like a, a sticker I got from um, a, a Bulgarian um, left back from a Panini album World Cup '94. Davidoff. <laughs> yeah, yes. like, that's a little bit harsh. Yeah, it's, it's just. I mean, it's it's dated. Well, that's dating. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite big, isn't it? But it's um, goodness me, it's uh, alluring. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, just just a quick one. Props to the costume designer as well. Oh, Some of the yeah, dresses yeah. she wears They're, are phenomenal. Ev- yeah, absolutely. Every outfit she's in is spot on. You know, and it yeah. adds to the if if it needed it added to the character or you know made her more even 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 more complete yeah, yeah. And they ma- they, oh. yeah they match the scene as well don't they yeah the, like per scene they they work that fits us neatly into the skiing scene her clothes for this are absolutely amazing the the hat it's just so bond isn't it well, yeah. it's, again, yeah, it's quite it's, Tracy, it's, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. it's very. <laughs> this is four men talking about the costume wardrobe for Super Master <laughs> in The World Is Not Enough. I don't know about my favourite bit of the whole film, but this sort of minute of them skiing, the shots, the music from Arnold, which is, I think, 
this sort of score, this segment of it, is reused in Dying of the Day. This, it's like the love theme, which is reused. Yeah, I mean that's how good it is. It had to be, had to come back. It's just, it's just everything you want. That escapism and ah, oh, too many times in not just Bond films these days, it's just bang, 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 quick, quick, quick. Get on with the film. Get on with the film. Action, action, action. And I think you just need that light relief where you just let you just seeing them just buying not necessarily just talking the whole time like I'm doing now um, but just them just them being together just to <laughs> yep, buy the relationship yep, definitely and then gradually and obviously you're getting the stunning scenery as well which is good directing another reason you know and beautifully shot and that's that's cinema just as much yeah. as bang 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 action scenes too right filmed at Chamonix apparently in the in the Alps yeah they, they wouldn't they're not going to go all the way to like Kazakhstan into the the depths of these the ski slopes there. I did make a note that I definitely felt. I mean, David Arnold clearly has. He, he's trying to hark back to Barry, which he's oh, yeah, often yeah. successful with. And I de- I've made a note that I definitely felt it at this point, which is obviously a, a plus point. So this is sad. Um, <laughs> I, I I was with a lady. No, uh, this is a few quite you know many years ago. Not when it came out afterwards. But I, I was just at a girl's house, and we were just the TV just happened to be on. You know, when you're just chatting, and it's just on in the background. It was well sign <laughs> up, and it was on in the background. And I suddenly lost all interest in talking to this girl. Uh, I was just like, yeah, yeah, just like looking at this gorgeous Bond and Sophie Marceau, and like, yeah. And don't, don't, I'm not sure I saw her again. <laughs> Worth it though, you know. The, uh... Yeah. You know, this scene is what reminded me how weird, not not an action scene. (laughs) (laughs) Although now this action scene, and again the music goes from that you know glorious Barry esque to the action music with which is very Arnold's own, isn't it? With the sort of synth. If you remember, Rob, we I think you and I, or maybe it's just you, had the single for the world is not enough, and the B side was this track, Ice Bandits. It was, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, just um. it's a great bit of music, isn't it? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I remember it being one of the rare, rare you know, like when you get CDs, you know, uh, single CDs. It was always a bit of a gamble what the B-sides were going to be. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> no one gets remix. this problem anymore. Do they? Yeah, no, they don't, no. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, what, what would you like? Would you like a, a Snowdrop remix? Of, uh, yeah. you know, whatever, I don't know. You know. Uh, whereas um, this was great. This was something totally different. And um, so yeah, I put this CD out actually. So. Got excited for the film because of course you heard it before you'd seen the film as well. And you'd, yeah. and you'd seen some of the shots of the skiing scene, and you're like, oh my word. So. And of course you knew it was called Ice Bandits as well. Yeah. Which so you could yeah. invokes its own. Because now that that gives rise to. I mean, obviously, you can't read the, the track list of. Um, a soundtrack CD oh, no. or soundtrack album now before you see the film globally you know spoiler alert That's yeah I'm sure for for six senses you know the last Bruce is dead yeah, yeah well <laughs> an alarm off for that bit in, yeah. the, in the edit can you imagine if people don't still know that I, mean. well, I, I remember a couple of your favourite tracks that you used to play were um, Father's Funeral from uh, Hellboy <laughs> and Children Found Hellboy, yeah. from uh Oh, I forgot what it's called. Hotel Rwanda. Hotel Rwanda. Both of which are big spoilers. There's so many. You know, but like, surely, like, you know, they're pretty on the nose as track type. Yeah, they really are. In terms of a plot. Whereas, you know, Snowjob, 
Absolutely not a clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a clue. Just happens to be the best piece of action music ever created. Ever, mate. Honestly, right. This past week, I've been on half term with the kids, and every time that we went anywhere, I listened to the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra's track of <laughs> um, Snow Job, Fanfare, and Wine with Stacey. Or, you know, oh, all together. Dear. And it, by the end, you know, like, I'm singing. What am I singing by the end? No, I... I don't know how it's happened actually, but I was started singing by the end because of the the melody of um, "Why with Stacy." I'm singing "All I Wanted Was a Sweet Direction." <laughs> well, how's it happened? I don't know. So now the kids know the the words to "All Time High." <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it, it gets luck. validated, you know. It's I don't know how it's been works. ignored for decades now by all these even yeah. Bond fans. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. So we, we come into the action scene and we've got these gorgeous hovercraft type things. Parahawks. Um, with the helicopters. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Again, new things you've not seen before. Yeah. And you're immediately intrigued into them. Yeah, so when it, you think Bond's, I don't know, somehow managed to kill off one of them and it, it goes off the cliff, doesn't yeah. it? And the music changes when it, uh, the parachute comes up. That's a great moment, I think. And Bond looks annoyed. <laughs> That's the bit I always remember. Um, I, you know, I don't want to be overly critical because I do like this fight, but maybe a bit the action. You know, this might be one scene where I love the scenery, I love the ideas, I, I love the parahawks and what they look like. But the actual action, they're, they're disposed of. It's, it's almost they're just quite clumsy, and uh, all they're really yeah. doing, you know, even though they've got these gorgeous things, all they're doing is just firing machine guns off. I don't know. I, it just didn't feel maybe as exciting as it should have done. I, I also got that falling off the cliff. I got a bit of an OH MSS vibe. You know, see you back yeah. at the lodge. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be too critical, but I think maybe it's not quite as suspenseful and, and stuff as as it might have been. I I actually agree with you, Math. I don't massively watch the world is not enough for its action scenes. I think that that's a fair point to say. I don't think it's a bad action scene. Don't get me Which wrong. Which is Gary to direct it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael opted. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I I I yeah I agree. I've put a note here that I think that Arnold's score carries it, and yeah. I actually think that that is, yeah, I, I think that that is what carries this for me. The score I agree. and Bond it's is really it? Bond, isn't it? It's Bond. Yeah, it's, it, it's Bond. Oh, it's very absolutely. Bond. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know whether you saw it. Was a hilarious shot. I Bond seems to be. There's one little shot of Bond. He seems to be more interested in putting his gloves back on than Electra. Electra's like <laughs> next to him. And he's just like ignoring it, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Putting his gloves on, and then there's like an explosion, and he gets yeah. distracted. <laughs> Probably just the that, wrong shot choice, wasn't it? There's that lovely bit about, uh, you know, where he, they stop and they're looking, obviously. I mean, I know we've discussed this already, but like, where he, you reminded me of, you know, his delivery of a line like, the pipeline. <laughs> Your yeah, yeah. Legacy. This is where they meet. Yeah, this is where they meet the two ends of the pipe. Yeah, it's such a nice <laughs> Didn't need to go skiing to see it. It's just a nice little jaunt, isn't it? <laughs> what, why would you two check the pipeline? Yeah. What are you doing? You know, just something just bored, stiff, rich people. Just a nice. <laughs> Again, a phone call. Yeah. It's, all, it's all of this cinematic. You know, like oh, we'll just yeah, just yeah. pipeline around it. Yeah, yeah. Just see you later. send Omar Jalili down there to check. Yeah, the yeah. Pipeline, please. <laughs> <laughs> in the snow on with your skiing <laughs> we then have the amazing uh, sort of panic scene of uh, the Q's jumper type thing that, that goes into the ball uh, <laughs> so 
again, it's it's a bit babyish that it's needed, but it's it's a lovely sort of use for it because of the avalanche. Uh, it's great acting, I think. From both. Look of at them. my eyes. Look at my eyes. Yeah. Look at my eyes. <laughs> it's the most I can picture. Math is obsessed with Brosnan's acting in this. Scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's I mean, absolutely loving the role. <laughs> yeah, and I'm loving him loving the role. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But she's believable again. Yeah, I, I, do you think this is because? Oh, Because um, hey. I, fa- I found her quite childlike, childlike here. Yes. And that—that's like—is that again? It's just another facet yeah. of her multi-layered character here that she's in high-pressure situations like this where she's not in control. She reverts to a childlike state almost. Unless, unless <laughs> she is acting. <gasps> I was doing some acting. Investing. <laughs> yeah. To sort of so yeah. properly invest ah. in that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd reckon. I'd go with that. But yeah. Could, I, could I well mean, be. Yeah. I don't know whether there's any wrong answer here, but yeah. I think that actually, actually you buy that more than that I time, buy my own. You think it is, it's definitely Oh, yeah, yeah, you time. do. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Stop being a child, Electra. <laughs> I think <laughs> naughty. I think I think the acting's superb in it. My issues with it are the logistics of the coat. I, 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 that's my it's thing massive, with it. isn't it? Well, it's like I mean, it's it's it basically pioneered <laughs> Zorbin, didn't it? Really, you know that is what Zorbin's coat. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, but I don't get. Like when he rips it and then push it, I, that's the bit I don't get. Is the coat attached to him? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because then yeah. it comes when, out of the yeah. snow. Does it come off him? Like, I don't, yeah. I, that's yeah. my thing with it. I'm, I'm thinking far too much. I mean, you, you know, if I wanted to go that <laughs> deep, I could tear any James Bond film apart. But it's one of those yeah. things that has always, like, I've questioned it ever since I've been a kid. When, uh, when R did it, his legs were dangling out, weren't they? Ew. And he was, you know, rolling around. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 How funny would it have been to see Brosnan's <laughs> Yeah, the helicopter's going past, like, what on earth is going on there? <laughs> but when, when, when the camera, you know, like, cuts inside the bubble, you know, they're both loose and free in there, oh, aren't they? Oh, loads you know, of like, room, yeah. When they were, like, yeah. falling, yeah. you know, like... Can you imagine just both in there just smashing against each other <laughs> continually? You know, and the camera cuts them and they've both sat there with fractured heads from fracking. You know, I mean, it should, I, mean <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If this if this outfit was in Die Another Day, Tamahori yeah. would be having a scene where they'd be making love in yeah. one of those bubbles. There's absolutely <laughs> oh, yeah. no doubt yeah. about it. You know, yeah. that it, that would be like the end scene of him and of Bond and Jinx, definitely. Oh. Speaking of which, I don't know. Has anyone seen the new the new Invisible Man film? No, uh, no, no. it's on well, Sky. I'm desperate. All I'll say is, but basically, a lot of it is copied off the Invisible Car in Die Another Day. Right, we'll move on. <laughs> I won't say any more. I won't say any more. <laughs> um, yeah, should the the scene should then cut to M like you nearly killed Electra with that stupid skiing trip that you went on. <laughs> 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 but no, no we I'll... go to her lovely yeah. villa, don't we now? Oh yeah. Oh my word. Lovely set, and immediately you're like, of course that's where Electra would be staying or living or whatever. You yeah. know, it's absolutely living st- here. St- stunning set, stunning. We had it in the pre-title sequence in Bill Bow, but he's really touching his face now, isn't he, Bross? And he's full, it's full steam ahead. <laughs> I don't want to be safe. You know, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like all these little exchanges. Yeah, yes. I really like them. Bitch. Oh, yeah. I really like them. 
Really 007 is part of the Pod Dojo Network. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Is this where we end up at going to a casino? It is. It certainly is. Yeah. yeah. It is the and casino. And this is where podcast, well, family connections come in. Star of the oh. show now comes up, yeah. My word. <laughs> oh, yeah. And again, <laughs> I'll be yeah, I'm scrubbed. Yeah. Did you think this was Probably. from Dying the Day? Yeah, just thinking about it, improved specs. Off the I top did, of your head, it's so, yeah. it's so <laughs> dad, isn't it? Really, yeah, 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 it's, it's deeply dad, yeah. It is. Um, yeah, because anything that doesn't yeah, work yeah. for and me gets filed as it must be die another yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Never go full down. specs. Yeah, never go full down. Um, but, you know, the, the specs, obviously, they work yeah. in this scene really just to show that everyone's armed. Yeah, yeah it's so babyish. Yeah. It really is. It looks a bit it's... weird in, with a gorgeous traditional tuxedo and shades inside. <laughs> I know people wear them to be cool, but he wouldn't wear them and a dinner jacket combination, would he? Wouldn't really look a bit he, weird. He does look a bit like you know, like um, a, an eighties sort of synth star who's lost his way. Yeah, uh, lost his sight. Up to yeah. And, uh... It's very octopusy, isn't it? It really is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also very view to a kill. With yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Focal length on the bottom. Yeah, but we've improved from them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are yeah, we really actually They are horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mum used to have them specs. <laughs> yeah. He, he perves at the women quite a bit, actually. He he he, yeah. looked, he looks them up and down. So he isn't in love with Electra just yet. Well no, he's, he's just on the way. And just yeah. with that math and just with Matt Math, he he's got that thing on him where he thinks just because I'm wearing shades. They, they can't tell that I'm perving on them. Yeah. But it's so blatant that he's just basically looking straight at them. <laughs> like, yeah, Maybe like it's see through, you know. Yeah. Like, absolutely. It's, it's the sure it's ugly. lower yeah. as well. Like. well <laughs> but I'm sure your cousin was flattered. don't know who it is. <laughs> it could have been anyone. Well, Pierce definitely. is a decent person to be perved upon by. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We get a call. We get a yes. It is. No, no, it's no. We get a calling card, which is quite old school Bond. I think it is, isn't it? The sort of guy he tries to meet Zukovsky. That he, you know, the go between. There's some sort of lines exchanged, and then he has that crisp sort of mini, not fight, oh, but cuts into place. Yeah, isn't it? I really, really love it. The way um, sort of what is it? Uh, Disarming of this guy is so great. Um, yeah, and, um, it is. Uh, very, very cool. Very, very yeah. Bond. Takes the drink in the same motion. Oh. Um, it's all really lovely. And crucially here, 
you buy uh, Brosnan's athletic ability. Yes. By that he could disarm someone like that. Definitely. And he's so definitive with his actions and motions that yeah, it's great. It's it's pure so bomb. smooth. It's one of it's lovely. One of the beautiful things is when he passes the gun to the barman and the barman oh, gives him his yeah, drink. Yeah, it's just like, what oh, an exchange. Swoon. Yeah. Just bomb. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's just at this bomb. Point. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So is he looking at the barman yeah. in his underpants? Like <laughs> <laughs> we don't oh. see that though. It's like in Spy That's Hard, sadly, he goes, sadly not. He yeah. goes to the nums in Spy Hard and sees everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we get we get that sort of fake Mr. Bullion, and then we get the much more pathetic real Mr. Bullion. <laughs> <laughs> is that meant to be a joke? You know, like oh, this is the real henchman type guy. He's much tinier and. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a lot into this now. I've no idea. I mean, he's not an amazing character. He's basically if you take away the, if you take away the teeth, put you, not got much. See, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's just Wilson. a slovenly dressed receptionist, isn't he? <laughs> he's gloriously abysmal. I mean, that's the only way to describe. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He, uh, he's he's number two. On the list of '90s pop culture references and yeah, casting, yeah. so we've had we've yeah, had John yeah. Saru, and now we have Goldie. And Goldie was like with this guy, you. He was famous, but no one knew why he was famous. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of. And and the, and the, uh, the only thing I could think of it is that if it was done now, it the equivalent of Joey Essex being a bad guy. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like we'll just you get know, someone famous from that era. Yeah, famous <laughs> from that era, but we don't know why. Um, Clifford Price, MBE. No. Yeah. What? That's Goldie. That's Goldie for you. Yeah. That is insane. For charity work, I think. Absolutely insane. Oh well, f- well done. To- uh, sorry, I. I never wanted to. Look at his wife was casting this film. <laughs> no, we didn't. Just he had yeah, we didn't cast him because of his gold teeth. We cast him because of his, his charity work. His charity. He's a philanthropist. <laughs> but nice I, I mean, I thought Goldie was not no longer relevant when this film was made. Yeah. You know, I thought he'd, he'd be in the limelight, and now he's on on the way out. We're not talking about Chris Goldie, just in case anyone's immediately. <laughs> no, we're not. He's, no, he's <laughs> definitely relevant, and he was then. But he's called Bull, though, isn't he? Yeah. Why is he called Bull? Mr. Bullion. Bullion. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Bullion. Yeah, it's weird. You oh, yeah, never yeah. Get, yeah, you never hear him called Mr. Bullion. Uh, sorry, you never hear him called Bull in the film, but... It's in, in the credits, isn't In it? the credits, is, yeah. is Bull, yeah. It's Bull? Not... <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's Michael Bull, right. No one will get that. Is that what they thought on. about sorry, the character no, in the end? You know, afterwards, like, it's just Bull in it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean fair play Horror. to him, because I'm guessing... I'm guessing later on we're going to go on to the video game. But apart from John <clears> Cleese, <throat> he's the only other one who actually lent his voice for the video oh, game. Oh, really? So, so you had all these, you had all Good these, price. like, you had Tim Bentink playing James Bond, but oh, Mr. Bullion was the real deal. I mean, oh, I'm nice. him for that. Yeah. I'd love to hear now. Lovsky, we'll see you now. Yeah. <laughs> does does that Tim guy, whatever he's called, do an impression of Brosnan then? Is it a decent stab at Brosnan? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was dreadful. It was an oh, appalling no, no. Brexit, yeah. Yeah. Your father's legacy. There's a there's a plant there's a plant here. It's not it's only a small one, you know. Oh. Yeah, but I think Brosnan as Bond says, you oh, know, yes. after you, you know, after you, I insist, and then it, it comes back later. It's not a massive one, but yeah, it's not. It's nice. Oh yes, yeah. And there's a little plant with the caviar, isn't there? He's, he's yeah. making some caviar. Yeah. Obviously we go to the yeah. factory later. Yeah. Very babyish again. Gorgeous clothes here from Zakowski. 
Can we please? The hair, the goatee. <laughs> stunning again. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's quite nice to have a return of him. It's very the Brosnan era, isn't it? Because obviously we had uh, Wade returning yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies, and now we get Zukovsky yeah. back. I'm I'm a big fan yeah. of returning allies and returning, you know, returning characters is is really crisp. Yeah. Supporting characters, not normally, you know, more than that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's really crisp. That he's in, he's in this and. Robbie Coltrane's a really good actor. So. He is, yeah. Just going on to Robbie Coltrane, I know most people will probably remember him now as playing Hagrid in the Harry Potter films. Math, can you remember? I can remember two two films he was in when we were growing up, which I, I'm not sure anyone can remember now. <laughs> the first one, I don't even know whether we saw it, the um, underrated Roald Dahl adaptation, Danny, Champion of the World. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Any, I don't know whether anyone has ever <laughs> yeah, seen Jer- that. Yeah, Jeremy Irons was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then the other, the other one, of course, was Krull. Of course, yeah, Krull, me, <laughs> with an exceptional James Horner score. Yeah, exceptional me. cast actually. And Liam Neeson yeah. is he in it? Yeah, yeah, quite a few people bobbing yeah, yeah. about. But uh, yeah, he's not been in. A, he like Sophie Marceau has not been in a film since 2014. Damn it. He, he was in uh, National Treasure, the not the <laughs> no, a very different, the, the <laughs> much more serious, you know. Basically, like a Jimmy Savile type character, it it was yeah, harrowing. Yeah, but Bruce, what is got, that? I was, he got a nomination. It was really good. After it. it was very, it's very good acting. Yeah, with Julie Walters as well. It's it's it? not family viewing. It is pretty harrowing stuff. It's pretty yeah. depressing. It's not very. It's very not the world acting. is not enough. Is what it is. It's definitely not. No. No, I was just going to say it's so crisp to see him return, and yeah, it's almost like a silver tux. I've I've made a note. Yeah, it? yeah. almost. Or is it? Yeah, yeah. And Bond passes him the parachute thing and it's just so crisp that the bit that he ripped off happens to be, you know, it has, yeah. it has the uh, the logo right in the middle. Oh. Underrated, he doesn't actually appear with him, I don't think, at any point in this film. But of course, he did act with one of the main characters in this film, fellow Scott, in what is probably his best known T V role. Nearly, Rob. Cracker. Nearly. Cracker. Cracker, yeah. sorry, yeah. Fitz, as it was called in America. Yeah. <laughs> Fitz, brilliant. But yeah, there was yeah, an unbelievable sorry, episode cracker. with uh, Robert Carlyle as like a, ter- a terrorist, basically. And is it set in Old Trafford at the end, isn't it? And I think I, I think that's pretty much what got him the gig with this. That's he was a really terrifying villain, yeah. And he was bald in that Which as well. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babyish. <laughs> but Zakovsky is superb. Uh, yes, and it's yes. like. It's like the Pierce Brosnan universe of Bond, isn't it? You know, you've got your characters like your Charles Robinson, your Michael Kitchen, as, uh, <laughs> and then you've got Zukovsky. I love it. Like, it's not like this Daniel Craig year where they bash you over the head with the universe and intertwine it. But There's so like, many adding now, a character, yeah. adding a character here and there, it's just brilliant. It just, I love that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Spoiler alert, I was gutted Valentine died. I wish he was back for dad, me. I'd, yeah, I'd have been, been all involved. over that. I, I was yeah. surprised he wasn't, actually. You know, because um, his death is quite sort of slow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but you know, he, like, he, has a big, he has a big heroic moment. Oh, he does, definitely. He does. definitely. But you would definitely be, you know, you could be forgiven for thinking he might return. Tom, I assume there's a there's a firework. It, there's a firework. You you're not you're not under attack from. I'm not some under attack. <laughs> this is, 
You know, it's all day of the episode, but it's sort of firework you know, time. Davidoff's not stormed your house, yeah. Tom, has he? <laughs> to lead a... I don't think I can if... shut the window anymore. No, yeah. Must be doing it in the back garden next door or something. That's, that's nice, isn't it? Uh, well, we've... Well, that... We do get fireworks in this film, don't we? At the end, the the gorgeous well, yeah, uh, one-liners well, at the end, but yeah, <laughs> hey, 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 and sour yeah, cream. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! No, it's not from that bit. It's not. Do Do you like as well? This is quite Rob, I reckon. How they go from the casino into like a private bar. Yeah, I like. I, so I always crisp, like that. When you yeah, get given that like out. little bit of extra yeah. love when you're a patron somewhere, and yes. like just c- come through this way, oh. sir. Yeah, they didn't um, need a I, wristband. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Holograph. Yeah, it was, it was just gorgeous. Um, yeah. yeah, private table for yeah. gambling. Obviously, yeah. you'll get that if you're chucking down a million dollars. Yeah, that's probably allowed. Yeah. Just great. And again, it's Bond. Bond Very. is about living this Very life, Bond. being involved in this sort of high life and Absolutely. high stakes. High society, it's all about this. Yeah, it's great. And then another incredible entrance in the red dress of Electra. Yeah. Right, okay. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could say that for every scene that she's in, but yeah. She's, yeah, she's looking absolutely stunning again. Okay. And the, there's, <laughs> the, there's the, the, the musical cue, Tom, you know, with. Yes, thank you. I've only myself to blame. Yeah. That apparently was supposed to be over the end credits, but. Was seen as a brilliant bit too... knowledge, Roth. I was going to yeah. give you some trivia uh, for that. Yeah, it's, oh, sorry. it's the Electra's theme, which works so well as a sort of slightly haunting theme. The actual song version by is it Scott Walker of the Walker Brothers is a little bit jazzy and silly, perhaps, just because of his voice is a bit weird. I don't, have you have you heard it, guys? Uh, only in the f- well, no, not that. I mean, <laughs> sheesh, <laughs> under attack here. There's not. There's not like half a ton of plutonium near that. Weapons <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plutonium. <laughs> Your father's legacy. Yeah. <laughs> My family's legacy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Crucial. Crucial. Crucially, yes. We get the Tom. We we have yes. to get the words in in between mortar strikes at your home. It seems. Yeah, I know it's bad, isn't it? This. Yeah, there's not an awful lot I can do because it's the thinnest curtain in yeah. the whole house. Well, you've only yourself to blame. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> have I? <laughs> yeah, for some reason she sort of behaves a bit weird, doesn't she? And she's just gambling away all this money. I, again, am I? Maybe I didn't quite understand that, John. Can you well, it comes up late. It comes up later, doesn't it? Yeah, Bond's yeah. trying to work it's, it out. Yeah, it's a payoff. She, the, she's paying him off a million pound. What was it for? Was it for the submarine? Yeah. yeah. This is when he's in yeah. the caviar, stuck in the caviar, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Zukovsky. Yeah. For his. And they're trying to get the information out of him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but another another good thing that isn't complicated is <laughs> the game the game that they play. So I can understand <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it. You know, the card only game. One I can understand. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I'm, I'm, yeah, sorry. 21. I mean, you can edit this. You, you can edit this bit out, Tom. But um, I read. I've I've got nearly all the books because I've never read them before, and uh, I, I started with Casino Royale. Um, so I've got a bit more appreciation for the film actually, having having read it. Really? Um, 
Well, in some ways, but I still Hang think on. you would you wouldn't Don't tell you, you. Wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't portray everything in the uh, that's in the book the the way that it happens if it's not as dramatic. But anyway, I mean, you know, it's meant to be very faithful. Film but adaptations. It, F- Fleming. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's too faithful in some ways. Oh. Right. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. But um, he, 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 Fleming is at pains to um, to explain the rules of, of whatever it is that I think Bakker Bakkerat is it. Baku Baku Bakkerat. Yeah. So you know, and I was still like, Pfft. but I think it, it's really crisp. It's like whoever can get the closest to nine. But I don't think they play that in uh, in the actual film version. Which goes against. Me. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, I, I wanted to say that. Like I say, you can edit this bit, bit out. But I just, I'm, in relation to you know, world is not enough. Where it's just one card, high draw. It's, it's, it's yeah. Well, yeah. Most the of the audience yeah. doesn't understand the games too much. We'll, we will get on to Casino Royale and John. You yeah. Know, I don't think it's the worst means. thing in that film, but at all. all right. Spoiler even though I don't understand it, it doesn't matter. Uh, right, the, 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 the more effective scenes. It's an interesting point about the games in the in the series across as a whole, where the more effective scenes are the ones where um, victory is clearly marked. You know, so yeah, yeah. you know what you need to to yeah. come out on top. A bit like you know, double sixes. Fancy that? Fancy? You know, yeah. That Looks like the major's that. got him. Yeah, what I'd say is is that on previous times. Obviously not a doctor, no, because but especially like Majesties and um, Thunderball, the casino is just used. The the game is just used as a setting to actually for the story. Obviously, like you know, it's not for yeah, yeah. The, the purpose is not to talk about casino. The purpose is to show Bond saving Tracy or Bond confronting Largo, and and I think with going back to the world is not enough with this one. If you were just watching this. And you didn't understand the payoff later. You'd look at this going, "Well, that was a bit of a pointless game. That's a bit of a, yeah. you know, it'd be anticlimactic." But it's deliberately anticlimactic because it's it's a very thinly veiled payoff. Yeah. And is it just a million? Yeah. Just loses there and then. Just loses a million there and then. Yeah, yeah I was going to say you get her her line there. You know, it's a yes, yes. It's a chance you. for her to get to get to get her line in about there's no point in living. Yeah, you can't yeah. Line. <laughs> you know, the, the whole scene is about getting that in. So oh no, no, it, it, it really space, is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the entire set, John well, right. Wilson, all in yeah, there yeah. just for the one bit. No, but that line, that line is obviously a plot point that that you know it, yeah. it has to it has to be somewhere. I'm not saying that they built the whole scene around it, but. It's important. It's it works for the reckless line, gambling, you know, doesn't it? Well, yeah. there's no yeah. point in living if you and can't then, feel alive. But it's also another good uh, enhancement or, or you know, um, PowerPoint really for the series uh, Hallmark, which you know, casinos and gambling is a, yeah. a series Hallmark. It is um, because it's you know, it's sexy, it's dangerous, it's you know, mm-hmm. yeah. high stakes again, you know, um, and it's yeah, it's Bond being involved in it all. It's great. So good, Bond, isn't it? How good is it? This is the world you want to be in. No, this is why love we love Bond. it. This is arguably the last, the, yeah, the last time. Yeah, the last time, yeah. <laughs> this was the last time. <laughs> is that the end of Commando? Cool, Sorry. So, yeah, yeah. Bennett! Bennett! If you're enjoying Really 007, why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Lock us up at Really 007 Pod. Thank you.
The Devil's Breath. Proper stereotypical villain's entrance, this, isn't it? A bit like in Skyfall. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. sort of emerges talking about something, an allegory. I can't remember either story in this or what, one of them is about his, gra- <laughs> his grandma, is it? I can't remember. Is that Skyfall? Skyfall uh, th- this yeah, one yeah. is yeah. talking about. I don't know. That's, anyway, I love it. Yeah, love he, it. He, he talks about the origins of that place, doesn't he? And yeah. Yes. You know, yeah, pilgrims, the pilgrims came, that were yeah. asked to. Devil's Breath. That was brilliant. I mean, as you go through, I mean, you said about the. Uh, you said it was like a standard villain introduction. It is now, but I'm just trying to think through the Bond series of them. And apart from Goldeneye, with with uh, Trevelyan walking through the the, the monuments yeah. in the dark, which is actually quite a similar scene. I can't think of another Bond villain who does walk into that. There might be mm. some after. I think you're right with the silver stuff, but I think actually at the time, again, it's a newer idea. Yeah, fair point. Um, fair point. I, 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 I might be wrong there. I'm just thinking off. The it's top more of a head. Yeah, a general villain's trope, isn't it? Rather than yeah. a Bond film, which you're right. They, I, yeah. They're usually known about, and you hear about them. M will tell you, oh, we're looking at this Scaramanga yeah. guy, or whatever, you know. And yeah. it's tipped off. As a writer, though, you'd love to have this scene. You know? oh, yeah, 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 amazing. yeah. Gorgeous. I can introduce him here and I can have him saying some menacing lines and uh, second level dialogue. And, uh, <laughs> Rob, Rob oh. is grimacing. I'm really worried. Are, are, you, not, are you not a fan? I'm not, I'm not grimacing at all. I find it like. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a very, it's a very obvious villain entrance, like you said, Tom. You know, um, I think the biggest off-putting point in this is possibly to do with... Because I've got no problem with anything. I'm going to just... I'll throw it out there. I've got yeah. no problem with anything. I had a riot. I had a load of fun with this film. <laughs> and anything is just... Anything we're talking about now is just because we're talking about, you know... We're talking about it in detail, and there's obviously yeah. going to be bits that work for some of us and bits that didn't work. All I can think about during this period is that, right, he can't feel pain, but his skin <laughs> will obviously still, <laughs> yeah. you know... So... He's when he picks up the rock. I mean, he's Fair burning. Point. He's melting himself. Yeah. So why has he not got a, a pus-filled hand? Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. 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 So to, be to, to be honest, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fair point. I, I think I think the more I think I think the more the better point is well for, from my point of view is the fact that we it's just that we don't see this more like yeah I, we said it know, before didn't we yeah I, I think that's one of my again we'll come on to it but probably my biggest biggest problem with this film is just I don't think he's quite cast right I think he's he's almost cast right but but then I also think the writing in terms of what they they do with uh, Renard in the action scenes particularly just doesn't take in enough of his and we discussed this in the Henchman episode episode his superpower of not being able to feel yeah, pain yeah. if you know what I mean um, True. He doesn't. He only does that. Like he talks about it a lot, and like you, you know, the fact he's already dead and all this. Here he uses it. Like I say, we'll come to it. So I might be wrong. It's when he punch, punches that vase and stuff, but he doesn't really. Yeah. That's that's yeah, yeah. unnecessary if you know what I mean. It's not that he uses it in a fight against Bond to get the upper hand. I I I really like this scene, and I think it sets him up almost too well because he doesn't. They don't make enough of this later on. I think we alluded to this, didn't we, in a previous episode, to, to an extent that there's nothing wrong with Carlyle's portrayal of Renard, and Renard is a great character. There's nothing, uh, no quibble, no question there. It's just, is he physically imposing enough to take on a six-foot-plus yeah. Pierce Brosnan? Pain or not, you know, and I just struggle to buy that throughout this, really. And also, I mean, he's... 
he's shorter than Sophie Marceau. Yeah, you know when you see I, that also. And also, you know, like he, because he becomes entirely subservient to Marceau in the end, and and to the point that he generates sympathy. You actually feel for him at the end, um, and that's also a testament to his performance. His performance is great. It's just he's not big enough. That's it. That's it. Mm. That's literally it. That's it. I feel awful saying that. I hate no. saying. It. It's it's fair. It's fair point. One thing I do really like about the introduction is the little heart back to the spectre years of um pretending to you, you think you're gonna you think Davidoff's gonna be shot and actually yeah, oh, yeah, all of instead. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And it's it's very much like Rosa Kleb and uh, what's his face? Kleb. Cronstein. Um, and and the one in Thunderball <laughs> as well. The one in Thunderball yeah. in the in the room. And yeah. I like that. Oh, you know it's it's a nice a nice subtle reference. Yeah. Oh, that, oh yeah exactly yeah. it's that thing again. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Get another big fattish, fat, sorry, big fat Scottish Russian. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's <laughs> People were bound to ask questions or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hawks. Yeah. I'm unhappy because I eat, and I eat because I'm unhappy. Dicks him up. body. Yeah, in fact, was it Mike Myers who played Arkov? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sad. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Fascinating guy. Just going back to Robert Carlyle. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was obviously pretty big at the time. He'd had Full Monty. He won a BAFTA for Best Actor for that. The, the main film, of course, that he, the the other film that he was in, which is the connection with this. Can you connect it? With this? <laughs> We've mentioned it a few times. Think who's behind the camera? Michael Apted. No, no, no. The the writers. Plunkett oh, and McLean. Plunkett yeah. Yes. <laughs> Plunkett <laughs> and McLean. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it's Plunkett and McLean. Cheech and Peach John, sh- surely for you, he's best remembered as the main character in the video Little by Little. From Oasis, uh, he is. He is <laughs> in that. He is very much in that. Yeah. Uh, something I saw it, him in recently, which uh, I actually mentioned in our No Time to Die preview, uh, the film is uh, that uh, what a weird scene. And I, I, in uh, spoiler alert, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't yeah. say actually in case there, is, but the film um, yesterday. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the the yeah. Beatles one. The Beatles one. Yes. He's, right. He plays an. Un, he's yeah, he's uncredited in it. Yeah, I, I won't spoil it's it. Very odd. Scene. I won't spoil it for you, but it's it's, it's, it's quite strange. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That's that makes me want to see yesterday more yeah. than any piece of promotion. Yeah. For the film. <laughs> so I I have just Good. I went on to uh, IMDb just to see what he's been in, and I've just seen who he was what he was credited as in yesterday, and I was like, yeah. wow, okay, wow. I will watch that yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very no John way I'm not live googling this. Yeah, <laughs> um, I. You know what? I I consciously made a decision not to watch it because it's got <laughs> sorry because of what? Ed Sheeran in it. I, I can't oh, stand right. Ed Sheeran. Oh, brilliant! And, uh, but I it saw... proves that the Beatles were much more relevant than he ever will be. So don't worry yeah, about exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I just saw like a trailer of him doing Hey Jude or something like that, and I'm like, I'm not it... touching that film for that. No, reason. don't worry. <laughs> it's Richard Curtis and Danny Boyle. Trump's Ed Sheeran, so don't worry. You know, in the list of films to watch, <laughs> it's possibly at position 
17,000. It's a long list to catch up on. From Precious time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I hope I might have 50 years more on this planet and I don't think I'll get yeah, to it. we don't have time. There's no time. Rob, do you have time for one of his famous films, Eragon? <laughs> <laughs> I have time for the... Um, no, I've never seen the movie, but I have seen the. Uh, sorry, I've I did not. love um, Avril Lavigne. Av- Avril? Avril Lavigne did a, uh, like a, a tie in uh, song oh, really? for it. Um, oh, keep amazing. Holding On, which was excellent. That's yeah. the most wrong so. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, John is good. tune. She can John pen knows. tune. Oh, yeah. Oh. John knows, man. She's yeah. got melody. downloading that. Yeah, oh, it's a great song. It's not 17,000th on the my list. My word, I'm going straight. <laughs> Well, I mean, the film, no, you know, the film is probably 17, no, 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 actually, it's higher than yesterday, 16,999, so, <laughs> the song is, no, the song's cracking, go to it, yeah, oh. uh, what's it, what did I say it was called then? Uh, keep Holding On. Keep Holding On. Oh. We'll wait. Yeah. I've just seen that, I've just seen that Robert Carlyle played Hitler as well. Yes, what? he did, yes, he did. Yeah. Um, and it's a TV, sort of, was it yeah. like a TV miniseries or something? Hitler, the prize of evil. Peter O'Toole and Lee Schreiber, or Schreiber was in it as well. Absolutely fascinating, yeah. These things going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two sort of more well-received films, in, to give him credit. Um, Angela's Ashes, which seems to have been forgotten a bit, that superb film. Yeah. And uh, The Beach, with Danny Boyle, of course. Yeah, I, that film gets loads of grief. Um, I have to yeah. say, uh, one night I was staying at the pickups um, residence when we were growing up, and uh, <laughs> I, could, I was sleeping in your elder brother's room, and I couldn't, I just couldn't sleep for whatever reason. And I read nearly all the be- all the beach in one night. By oh, Alistair, brilliant! In that bed, <laughs> that's such a good fact. That's yeah. brilliant. That's and I actually don't think I've I've shared that anywhere uh, at, at any <laughs> yeah. time with anybody. Best place <laughs> to share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very, very, crisp. very good. Was the book better liked, um, than the film? Oh, massively, yeah. Um, always actually, I've got. Um, I enjoy the book so much. I've got like um, a special anniversary edition up there. So you know, but I'm pointing. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, I'm pointing at the bookshelves behind me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So after we've had the devil's breath, we have, whew, whew, the bedroom scene. <laughs> My word. <laughs> so it got straight into it. So it's like, oh right, oh Bond's just giving in there. So <laughs> if you ever like, there wasn't a scene where. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah. go on, I'll kiss her. A bit like the octopusy yeah, yeah. sort of embrace, the violent embrace. Oh, yes, John? Heck, heck. I, I kind of take it that he's interpreted that losing million pound as another sign of a reckless personality, that she's a vulnerable lady, vulnerable girl, and that he's just given in because he, he has this, like, no, that he wants to save her. You know, that's how I say it anyway. I know what you mean. Like, if if there was a scene here, it would probably be along the lines of, "Look, you've just shown you're an absolute maniac." Uh, (laughs) The only thing I can really do here is stay with you. (laughs) If sex is part of that, then I suppose we must have to do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 the most Brosnan unusual kissing and ice capades Rob have got. Yeah, I think it's quite an interesting, like I said, I don't know, the, the dialogue yeah. and what they're doing. It's, it's not by the numbers, is it? It's, yeah, that's it's no, good. It's yeah. fresh, it's fresh, because it's not, she's not a traditional Bond girl. No. Or Bond woman or anything like that. She, you know, she's, um, there's something extremely dangerous and damaged about her. 
which um, keeps everyone on their toes, both in the mythical world of the film and in the audience. It's a bit much for the kids, this scene, isn't it? Goodness yeah. me. But they were only warming up for, for the die another day love scene, which... Well, you could Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Orgasms I... with fruit! <laughs> <laughs> Is that a cocktail, Rob? <laughs> Mojito! A massive orgasm with fruit, please. Garcon. Me feast. I still morning. Improved specs. You can't you can't imagine what kids' reactions to this scene, you know, sort of references to her seduction and her body gives her control. <laughs> what on earth oh. are these kids thinking of? I mean, everybody else is like, whoa. <laughs> Sorry. I basically was a kid when I watched this. Yes. Cinema. I was yeah. I was 11 year old. I remember, well, I, I'm going to be honest, the first thing that I always think of when I went to that was, oh my word, what amazing legs she has. Because they show her <laughs> legs all over. It's explicit with like how much they show her legs. And, and I remember as an 11 year old boy vividly thinking, wow. Um, but what's the thing with the ice? That's what I don't. It's what is brilliant. that about? Was it, was it a, you know like a, a precursor to events in well, Die Another Day? Yeah, uh, no, like but the ice later. came from shit. the ice palace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, who in this in this first scene? Who? Um, yeah. Who is it? Who introduces the ice into proceedings? Is it her or is it him? Oh yeah, because later on it's used with her. Yeah, yeah, and Renard, he, he, you know, yeah, because it's almost like she's harking back to that that Bond was able, but Fire Bond was ice. able to give her the physical thing which Renard can't really, and that you know they have they have that yes that yeah. thing later. So it's it's again a bit of a plant for a payoff. So yeah, well it, is, it is. It's so co- yeah, complex. Yeah, complex, complex. adult themes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and some complex very complex with the sex. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Props again to Michael Apted. I mean, that is Michael Apted who's made that. I mean, we've got to give the guy credit. Yeah. It's just... It's like as daring as you can get for a 12, isn't it? Because the dying of the day is too yeah. it's too much, isn't it, a bit? This is like, I don't know. I suppose ice is the the most PG, PG fetish type behaviour, isn't it, you could possibly yeah. get that is acceptable, that that shows that she's sexually in charge <laughs> and on, on the edge. And- I'd love it if he, you know, like, what can we use to make this sexually charged? You know, like, and yeah. they got, had a list of ingredients, and one of them was <laughs> cho- chocolate sauce. Like, yeah. Partridge. Full, full partridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got a bit there, mate. You've got all over the valance, the head, the skirt material. For pleasure. For pleasure. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> yes, it had to be a bit restrained, uh, this. No, but you didn't. You weren't under any illusion that they had consummated their relationship. Oh, you know, you, I mean, that, like that, and they bonded. Yeah, and the characters. Bonded. Oh. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, put it in terms of a script thing. Yeah, like yeah, it, it, it solves that issue. There's a bond. There's a bond there between them. Again, no pun. Yeah, we we have to move on. They're <laughs> somehow connected in some way. Yeah, we will move on. Don't worry. We- Otherwise, oh no! I was—I I didn't mean we. It's going to get very hot in here. It's, it's already. I paused to we've, suppress uh, yeah, a we've, got a, we've got a lot to cover. <laughs> <laughs> we really. On course yeah, for the are. first ever triple bill recording. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, longer than no time to die times ten at the moment. <laughs> the, the next sequence, though, I'd—I'd I'd sort of forgotten about it. It's yeah. a bit more detective oh, okay. work. It's good. 
he gets that credit card type thing. Was he shown that by Q? I can't remember, but he, he, he uses that, doesn't he, to break in? Is that more gorgeous Bond theme? Uh, and then he finds the dead body. Bit yeah, harsh, yeah, executes him really, doesn't it? Bit cold blood, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Again, that's it, that comes <laughs> even more so later in the film. It's like Doctor No, wasn't it, with uh, with Dent? Not quite as horrible as that, but yeah, fair play. I, I, I hadn't ever thought. I hadn't ever thought it was harsh. But actually thinking about it, he had no real reason to. He didn't know <laughs> yeah, what he no. was going doing. He didn't. He didn't know what he was going doing or anything. And that's the thing with this scene now is that Bond is. Going yeah. up a garden path, yeah. and he has but no clue where he is going now. Going, getting yeah, on an aeroplane, using his wits has, as a secret agent, exactly. and, and everything. I, re- I really like it. Yeah. Well, there's not enough guys. It's ticking all the boxes. I do like that notion, though, of you know, like you face with a split second decision, and Bond, because he is James Bond, takes it and yeah. moves forward, moves the momentum, takes takes the uh, the investigation. Like with both hands, um, and he suddenly is making himself, making yeah. sure he's forging IDs on a plane and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> so he can get access. And it's it's great, yeah, it's great. It's because, uh, uh, and I found that I remember I've always found that this sequence hugely exciting because you just did not know yeah. where he was going, but he was going. Yeah, yeah. You, there was yeah, nothing yeah. going to stop him from getting there. And um, whatever situation he found yeah. when he got there. So, so at that point, you're the audience is in the same situation as Bond, aren't they? You know, you're you're following it yeah. through yeah, his eyes, yeah. which yeah. is which is nice. That's always and, good. And it's all been yeah. hidden from you. You yeah. don't know what you know what he's going to or yeah. who he's. But going I, I have to say, to. I, I love this group of guys. They're they're, they're all bald. They're all shaven headed. You know, they. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why that. Uh, uh, and also the trainers, Tom uh, or Rob or you know whoever, whoever's yeah. doing yeah. the costume <laughs> shit. <laughs> It's so deranged, this whole sequence, yeah. I had forgotten it. It was Brosnan doing a Brosnan Russian accent. It's, it's... Oh, right, hang on, yes. It's good. It's good. <laughs> he, he, was he was buried with work. <laughs> yeah, buried with work. Get to the comedy. He was buried with work. It's funny because Brosnan's own accent is so weird that him doing another accent is extremely weird. <laughs> <laughs> we kill yes, Arkov. Uh, Arkov, yeah. <laughs> We get to the Kazakhstan pipeline uh, from Living Dead Lights. Sorry, from, uh, yeah, the world is not enough. And, you know, it's quite fusing the two, isn't it? The pipeline in Vienna and Bratislava yeah. with the final scenes in Afghanistan. No, anyway. This was filmed in Snowdonia in Wales. No way! Fact, yeah, it was, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. You not, the, not, not the exterior of the, you know, the actual, the actual pipeline. That, this guy... Another Scottish Russian accented guy. I've looked him <laughs> up. He isn't. He isn't either. I don't think. He's, he's not English either. <laughs> but we 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 get. Yeah. Okay. No. We 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 meet her, don't we? We we, we meet Christmas Jones. We, there's no way. Of, we finally got to this amazing point in the film, and she he's, does he hint that she's like a lesbian, like pussy galore? I'm immune. That kind of. I have no chance. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah, I think there's an element. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's just. Well, would she, can we? Know, can we? I mean, like the, the, the caliber of guys, and maybe not what she's. It's a strange choice. I don't know any doctor jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. It, yeah, that is silly, but yeah. Uh, delivered by Brosnan is very. Yeah, good. that's a good. Is that that is a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. can we just call her exposition Jones? Because that, yeah, like. Yeah. It fits the character so much more. When you need something explaining, she'll be there to sort it out. Top what voice? Sorry, I, sorry, I just said 
Jennifer thank brought you. me a beer and I, I forgot that I was recording. Well, but how did you earn, like, thank you? <laughs> the meek voice, yeah. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Carlos. <laughs> thank you, Michael. That's sad if anyone thank gets you, that. Thank you, Carlos. I love you. John, are you just hoping for a glimmer? <laughs> a glimmer? Um, yeah. What do I think? Well... Time is six minutes. Six minutes. Check. Denise Richards, let's go for it. I don't dislike her. She's absolutely rubbish. She's absolutely right. terrible. There's no doubt about it. And yet, I would never ever take her out of this film. And the reason, and the, and the thing I have with it is, is that there's there's three characters you're asked to invest in in this film. Number one. Is Electric King. You have to in, you have to invest in Electric King, and if you invest in her, she's the Bond girl. She's the villain. She's everything. Yes, that's where your investment is. You need to invest in James, and we're all on board with James. And you need to invest in M because M is um, a big part of the story, especially in the second half. The great thing about Bond, after that, early Bonds especially Roger Moore era, you don't need to invest in the other characters. The other characters are side characters who you just like because they just have little quirky bits. You don't need the big backstory. One of the big problems with the Daniel Craig era is that they are basically asking you to invent, invest serious backstory knowledge into every single character. You don't need to do that. And actually, one of the reasons why I really love The World Is Not Enough is because you've got this glorious mishmash of three incredibly strong performances in Emma Letcher and Bond where I'm emotionally invested. And the rest are entertaining as chuff. Like, um, <laughs> and, and, and you've got... <laughs> and you've got, yeah. you've got Robbie Coltrane, who is brilliant and brilliantly entertaining. But then you've got these mismatched characters who um, are bad, but they are still just as entertaining. And Christmas Jones is one of them. And I think that I'm trying to... If I invest it in... If I compare her to, say, Stacey Sutton, who's probably... Yeah. Who's pro who I quite like. I quite like Stacey Sutton, don't get me wrong. But she... Uh, when you think of who are the worst rated in general, yeah. they're usually the ones that you kind of talk about. You have to invest massively in Stacey Sutton because the whole story's based around her, basically, about... Uh, here, you don't. She's just here for the ride, and she does the exposition. But she's pretty useless throughout the film. She's a passenger. And I actually just find real entertainment in just listening to her deliver horrendous line after horrendous line. I find it brilliant. I actually have zero problem with her whatsoever. I go with the ride because I'm fully invested in the three main characters. It's good to hear that, John. And I, th I think that, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't know. It's made me feel, think slightly differently maybe than I, than I was thinking. Um, I don't think, I don't think. Very much so. <laughs> There's, Very much. There's sort of an element of the Tomb Raider about the uh, the outfit. Um, her costume throughout isn't great, but I don't know if that's too, um, you know, because Electra's are obviously all stunning, so it's sort of a bit of a opposite, you know, opposite of that. I think 
I don't think she's the greatest character in the world. Like you say, though, John, you're not really asked to invest in her particularly. I think <clears throat> yeah. a lot of it is, yeah. well, Absolutely. we need a Bond by the end because Electra's become a villain. We still need a Bond girl. Whereas when they wrote Skyfall, which has a lot of, you know, as we've discussed, a lot of elements of this film in it, they clearly decided, well, M is a, M is a big enough... She's almost the, the Bond girl in it. There's a, there's a character, a female character in it that Bond invests in emotionally. We don't need to then add a, a sort of, you know, more damsel in distress or, or whatever. So they might have been harking back to this. Yeah. Um, in that, you know... She's she's a secondary character no, who doesn't not you know, like you say you don't he's invest an awful lot in. They don't have great. I don't think they have amazing chemistry. The the dialogue isn't great. The cat. Yeah yeah. The the. I don't think you really believe you believe that him and Electra could you know would get together. I don't think you really believe this. Really not that I'm, not that I'm at a, But what I find interesting is, and you can um, you can think you might have to think about this and have any. American Bond girls ever really mm. hit the mark with audiences and critics. And I think, you know, because they're, they're quite common, so that, you know, after this, there's Halle Berry. Um, before it, you know, you had Terry Hatcher for uh, for a bit. And, mm. you know, she wasn't the Bond girl, as it were, but she was, you know, um, Stacey Sutton, um, Tiffany Case. But Lois Charles. I, one of the. Pam Bouvier, Pam and Bouvier that's, is the exception. That's, 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 that's a good that one. That was the only one. You're right, though, Matt. But, I think, I think yeah, it's yeah, right. I, 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 think, about that. And, and I, I think it's because, like, um, it's it, yeah, with, especially with that one, that you don't necessarily think of Pam as American. No, not particularly. But I, I think I think a lot of the time they they don't they want an they want to appeal to an American audience, so they want to try and get an American character um, and an American actor in there. Um, but they don't particularly want an American villain because I'm not sure American audiences always like an American villain, mm. or maybe this is historically. I mean, I'm 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 just speculating here. So that's why quite Sorry. often it's 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 yeah, it's got exceptions more mysterious. Them. So anyway, I, I think just all those things were were things that I was thinking about when uh, when seeing Christmas Jones. The name is a bit babyish, and I know that Bond names are a bit babyish, but <laughs> it's maybe a bit Jones serious. is the most babyish bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's the end of part three, but join us for part four, where we learn of Electra's deception and take a visit to Valentin Zukovsky's Caviar Factory. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.